This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. <laughs> That's a movie I, I want to see. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. J.K. Simmons is a baby. It's It'll... a baby going, I'll fuck you like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that scene for Not my you... tempo. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. I'm Christian. And I'm Liam. We have another podcast that just talks about movies. This week, we are sponsored by The Watcher. Fun fact, our only listener. Yep, yep, yep. I, I don't understand how he watches the show, considering yeah. this is an audio podcast. He's, he's here right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's sitting across from us. He's very quiet. Yeah. He looks like a monk. It's a little unnerving, John. Yep. Also, we are live from Titan. It's in orbit Saturn? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, the real estate here is really cheap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> about <Cool>. half off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half, half, half the price of Earth. All right, well, welcome to the Thundercast, everybody. What are we talking about today, Liam? Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, one of our personal icons who sadly passed away, and that is Stanley. Stan the Manly. May he rest in <laughs> glorious peace. Um, yeah, so Stanley died uh, as, well, today. Seven days ago. Seven days ago from when we're recording this podcast. Uh, this might be a little bit like late news, you know, but. <laughs> if you're just hearing about this now. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. We're the ones that broke it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we felt it was important to give our own, uh, to talk about Stanley from our perspectives and like uh, give him a proper send off given he has impacted not uh what is it like our fandoms but also comics and the film industry to men- tremendously yeah and oh, just yeah. like media in general you know n- nobody was a superstar in comics like stanley was mm-hmm. uh yeah so he was quite the man uh liam you know quite a bit about stan the man so he was 95 years old when he died he's born in what 1922 correct uh where was he born uh, he was born in New York. In New York City. He moved to Los Angeles in hopes of creating the multimedia uh, super house that is Marvel. But I thought that uh, Marvel was founded in New York. It was, yeah. So it started as Atlas Comics, I believe is what it was called. Uh, yes. And then it moved into, uh, oh, geez, what is it called? The, se- the second incarnation. Um, it moved on into a, into a second uh, round of naming, <laughs> and then eventually found its way as Marvel Comics. Once uh, Fantastic Four was launched, Marvel's first book, which is he- hence why they're called Marvel's First Family. Right, yeah, and uh, I was reading, or we, you had sent me that Wolf Den video. The Wolf Den is a channel on YouTube that talks about multimedia and uh, comics, video games, that sort of thing. Yeah, but one bro- it's two brothers, but one talks about uh, video games and the other one talks comics. Yeah, and they did this really wonderful video about Stan Lee and, you know, who he was uh, and why he was so important and, you know, how Stan Lee is comics. Yeah, like, there was no superstar in comics quite like Stan Lee. Like, just with, like, he was always... Stanley was almost more of a showman, a showman than he was a writer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally. I, he was the face of of comics for so long. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who knew, if you, knew, I feel like everybody at least knew who Stanley was. Yeah, in, even, in he, some regard, <laughs> like to a point where even as a cameo in Princess Diaries too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Did you know he had a cameo in Teen Titans Go to the Movies? I heard. Yeah. 
And his cameo before, is actually really funny. Yeah. Before we get too deep into uh, too deep into Stanley, um, <laughs> oops, <laughs> <laughs> could have worded that better. Yeah. But uh, what do we see this week? Uh, yeah. So I saw Overlord. Okay. Um, I uh, wanted to see that. It is without me. Fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, do you know anything about it? No. Okay. So it's J.J. Abrams produced film. Uh, I can't remember the, what the director's name is, but he hasn't done much outside of of this. He's done a couple indie things and then went on to do this. Um, it is a World War II horror film. Okay. So I'm the, already intrigued. The premise of it is that it's the day, the night, the eve of D-Day. Okay. So this this group, uh, this infantry. Uh, group is sent into France to go take out a radio tower and in doing so they arrive in France and find out that there is a sorry Liam just got a message on tinder and it buzzed (laughs) on the table it really threw me off Uh, (laughs) good good for you Liam um anyway and uh, one of the soldiers discovers in the basement of the church where the radio tower is is that they're doing experiments and turning people into Nazi zombies (laughs) because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, I mean nice. a lot of nice. uh, apparently a lot of people don't know that the, Ger- uh, the Nazis did actually practice like mad science yeah that, not witchcraft but uh, there's no witchcraft in this movie but oh it, they found the Ark of the Covenant right that's true yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. historical fact right yeah, yeah totally Jones is a documentary yeah <laughs> uh, it's it's a great movie it's so violent and, nice. and it's not vulgar or anything and it doesn't really like take advantage of the subject matter except for the fact that it came out the same weekend that Veterans Day was and Remembrance <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Day which is really hard to, to kind of give it a do on um, but like yeah like I said it's really violent the action is really good the effects are pretty good Wyatt Russell's in it uh, Kurt Russell's son and he acts and sounds exactly like his dad Oh, yeah. it, it is unbelievable how have, close they are. Does he have Kurt's majestic hair? No, no, no. It's, it's rather short, as most soldiers were, right? But, uh, no, it's great, and I, I really enjoyed it. I Also, I spent about six hours of my day-to-day watching Jeopardy, so <laughs> that I don't have much about. I, I, I learned a lot of facts, and theoretically won about $1,000. So, uh, Liam, what have you seen? Um, I haven't been able to go to the movies lately. Um, main, I've mainly just been, like, Keeping up with uh, uh, was it with shows and whatnot. However, I did uh, the other night. I rewatched uh, the remake to Fright Night mm. with uh, oh, yeah. Anton right Yelkin and Colin uh, Farrell. I forgot Yelkin was in that. Yeah, it's to be honest, I still really like it. Uh, the direct uh, the director went on to make things like I Tanya and uh, The Finest Hour, but he does some pretty admirable work here. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only really the only thing I'm not crazy about is when it just the vampires start to get a little more too cgi yeah yeah totally. um have you, Fer- have you seen the original uh yes i've seen both yeah um, the original say, the original is one of the first movies that ever scared me as a kid in fact uh there's a cameo by the original jerry in it oh nice yeah, yeah. he gets killed by uh colin farrell colin farrell yeah and uh he uh <laughs> was it uh and he colin farrell does an excellent job he's he does a he he's probably the most intense vampire in recent years essentially especially given that in recent years vampires have become rather neutered um, <laughs> neutered vampires yeah. uh, and uh yeah no i mean anton yelkin's great uh uh i forget her name but she was also in uh uh what do you call it uh a green room oh and david tennant's in it and he's hilarious oh yeah he plays the, oh, the, sure. the yeah, he host plays, the like tv host yeah, or whatever he's, like, he's been updated to be more like of like a chris angel type yeah um but like uh yeah no i mean like uh he's uh like it's just like 
Imagine David Tennant on a bad day. That's pretty much what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, without his coffee. Um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I wanted to rewatch it. I, I don't know why. I just saw it on the shelf and I threw it on. I was like, I still like this. Nice, yeah. What have you seen? Uh, I saw Outlaw King. Nice, yeah, yeah, you did. You did yeah, watch it. I was it. really excited, but it was good. It was yeah. okay. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, That's unfortunate. Yeah, I we, it, uh, I, Chris had posted something on our Facebook saying, it's fine, oh, we've, yeah. we've done two shout-outs to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she listens to this show, uh, but she she said she loved it. Yeah, so, yeah. But then again, yeah. you guys have very different sensibilities. Me, me, me and Chris always disagreed. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like totally. every time. I did I did enjoy it. I didn't think it was excellent. Uh, they they uh, kind of polish up Robert the Bruce a little bit. Yeah. Like like most movies do. Like William Wallace wasn't the hero that Braveheart made him out to be. But like there's a scene in Outlaw King. Uh, it, it's more or less accurate at first. He's meeting like this person in a church and this person just like, he's just like, we need to rebel against England again. Because it actually picks up kind of right after Braveheart. Oh, it's a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's sort of a spiritual sequel. More historically accurate than Braveheart. Right. But that doesn't take a lot of work. <laughs> but there's a scene where Robert the Bruce kills somebody in a church uh, for more or less justifiable reasons uh, in reality he did do that but he didn't finish the job in the church he thought the guy was dead and he left and then he found out and then he gave him, gave the body to the monks and the monks are like oh he's still alive he's like oh uh, hey buddy finish him off <laughs> let's do this <laughs> My job's not finished yet. Yeah. Chris Pine does fine. Yeah. I, I generally think Chris Pine is a really, really great actor. Yeah, he's very yeah, talented. I'm very uh, much in the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't even though I wasn't crazy about uh, the way he was portrayed in the first uh, Star Trek movie, I always, ever since I first saw him there, I have really liked him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a really good actor. And he, if you want to see him naked, this is the movie. Perfect. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the new uh, uh, Ryan Johnson film. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's uh, Chris no, Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Oh, Chris fuck. Evans is, okay. Fuck, fuck it. Uh, either way, he did really well. Uh, the movie was fine. Some of this, to, me, to me, the sword play looked very, very sloppy. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, the, it, it opens with a 10-minute wonder. Okay. That includes a duel. Cool. And, uh, you know I love my, me some wonders. You do. You yeah, really do I love, love wonders. I love a wonder. But I don't know, the, the sword play was just bad. Um, <laughs> the sword play was? Yeah. yeah. From a point yeah. you brought up earlier, I was going to ask, Hard on a scale of 1 to 10, how is uh, Chris Pine's <laughs> pine? <laughs> Does the carpet match the pines? <laughs> I wasn't exactly uh, well-groomed down there. He's got to get into some landscaping. <laughs> Good, I mean, some landscaping? So, yeah. No, no, no. So no he's got to trim his pine. Yeah. So, Chris Pine, if you're listening, your yard needs trimming. <laughs> well, to be fair, that was sort of the, the thing. Because like, he had a big, big old beard. His hair was right. longer than usual. He was not very well-groomed because, you know... 1300s right fair <laughs> right, right. anyway yeah, it was it was fine so the sword play was kind of, like they do the silly like thing that they do in all the sword movies where like the swords like clang up against each other and they hold each other there except they do it at a weird angle that it looks really dumb oh okay <laughs> <laughs> like if you feel film, film from that right angle it looks cool because you know quite a bit about like sword play uh, a, a relative sort of amount because you fenced right yeah I studied historical fencing not like the Olympic fencing for a couple of years and I took a couple of classes on longsword uh, neither of which are in use in this one but like they okay. use swords like they're baseball bats okay yeah yeah damn, <laughs> no Lucas, technique and, behind it damn Lucas you and I need to go a few rounds <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch this <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's what that's what I saw. Cool. Yeah. So back to Stan the Man Lee. 
Uh, that's not his real name, right? Do you know what his real name is? Um, it's Stanley Leowich, I believe. Leowich, yes. Um, it's something close. Like uh, I always, even as a little kid, I always just a lot, remember. We, we've had a lot of preparation for this podcast. Yeah. If you can't already tell, even just as a kid, I always just remember his Stanley name. Martin Lieber. Ah, thanks, Mister Lieber himself. <laughs> Lee, um, I get it. Alone. I get it. That's why his name's Stan Lee. Yeah. Also, his name is Stanley. Um, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. It works Lee on Lieber. multiple levels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like uh, my my, I first became aware of Stan Lee from watching the uh, Spider-Man cartoon from the '90s as a kid. Um, where, like, he appears in the very last episode. Really? Yeah, like, because uh, it's, like, this whole storyline with, like, multiple uh, Spider-Men. And Spider-Man goes to, uh, essentially, a world where one of the Spider-Men is just an actor who plays him on TV. And he takes him to meet Stan Lee and him and Spider-Man swing around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he got to live out his fantasy yeah. just a little bit. He's Aww. got this great bit on uh, The Simpsons where... He's convinced that he can turn into the Hulk, <laughs> and he's like he's like standing outside of the comic book guy's shop, and he's like getting angry, and he's like trying, he's like ripping his shirt open, and then uh, a comic book guy comes out, and he's like, "It's okay, Stan." He's like, it, "I swear it happened once." <laughs> I remember uh, he he's, he had a very good sense of humor, and, and especially about himself, you know. Yeah, like there's mm-hmm. that famous photo of him of a pair of Spider-Man two, where a guy's like, "Hey, hey, Stan, can you do the Spider-Man?" Uh, uh, wrist gesture, and he's like, sure. And right as he's taking a picture, he just changes it to flipping him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a funny guy, even in his in his later years. It's really unfortunate the way things happened for him in his later years. You know, a lot of the accusations about uh, elder mm-hmm. abuse and his you wife know, had passed uh, about a year, um, a year, a year before. Yeah, 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 almost exactly a year. Hey, yeah, I believe she died in uh, July. Right, mm-hmm. so it's just a little over a year. Um, yeah, and a lot of times that happens with elderly people is that they'll lose their significant other and then shortly after they pass away. Mm-hmm. So the man probably died of a broken heart, if anything, you know, yeah, which, which is really sad. But, you know, the guy was um, – he had so many fans around the world and he was not revered. What's the word? Is revered the right yeah. word? Yeah, he yeah, was I'm revered sorry. by a lot of people and considered one of the most influential writers uh you know, not necessarily in comics, but ever, right? Yeah, like he's only, I think he's the, if you were to bring up Stan Lee to anybody who just doesn't read comics, they'd know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, say if I brought up, like, Bob Kane, I don't think a lot of people would know who he is. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, totally. I, I mostly know who Bob Kane is because of you two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Praise be the Batman. I mean, uh, I, I even when I bring up names like Rob Liefeld or uh, yeah, Neil Liefeld. Adams, people don't know who they are. Yeah, right over my head. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> yeah, J- Joe Casada. Yeah. And Joe Casada Jr. Um, Mark, no, it's Mark John, Miller. No, it's John Ramita and John Ramita Jr. Joe Quesada. Oh, right. Joe, Joe Quesada. Joe Quesada. It's never, whatever. Anyway, this <laughs> is about Stan Lee, not about those fuckers. Um, but also, like, uh, so, at the day Stan passed, obviously a lot of writers gave their, um, uh, was it, gave their eulogies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But mm. the way they posted, like, it almost seemed like they were all just personal friends, even the younger guys. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. him and Todd McFarlane were very close friends. Uh, Todd McFarlane being the creator of Spawn. Yeah, from okay. Calgary, by the way. Oh, yeah. right on. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, Bayer. He, in fact, Stanley's last appearance here in Calgary was because Todd convinced him to come. Yeah. <laughs> Stan yeah. said something like, "You know, I can't say no to my good friend Todd McFarlane." <laughs> Excelsior. Uh, yeah, Liam and I met him. I think we might have yeah. said this story on the podcast. Um, but. Well, we met him. I say that very loosely. We got a picture with and Stan Lee. I've met Stan Lee twice, including that one. And we went in to the little booth that they had him, and they had him on a on a stool, and he was just, like, hunched forward. And you could tell, like, between <laughs> pictures, he took, like, 30-second naps. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we walk in, and I'm like, hello, Stan. And he goes, hello. 
And then we got our picture, and I was like, goodbye, Stan. And he went, goodbye. <laughs> um, the dude's old. There yeah, was, he was so old. When, well, that you, was, he was 93 at that point. Yeah. Um, and I met uh, Stan Lee a few years before that. I think I was – it was 20 – 2012, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like that's before Stan was really starting to show his age. Um, but like I went up and I met him, and I remember just how like personable and like how great his sense of humor was. Like I asked him, it was a few weeks before Iron Man three came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, I asked Stan if he uh, if he knew what his cameo in Iron Man three or Thor two were gonna be. And his response was, you know, I don't know yet, but they better be damn good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy was That's an awesome. icon. Um, yeah. Do you know what his first comic was? Um... We should, I, let's look it up. Let's do a quick little search. But you know, this this is a man that's that's credited for creating Spider Man and mm. the Fantastic Four, the X Men, the X Men, um, the Avengers, the Avengers. He he reintroduced Captain America back into comics. You know, mm. brought him and changed the way that we perceive Captain America now. Just like beforehand, Captain America was just kind of a like a, a rah 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 war kind of guy. And then Stan Lee managed to find a way to displace him and make him a man out of time. Yeah, like um, there has been a debate as to if Stan is really, re- uh, what is it, uh, really has created all of these characters to Right, I mean, yeah, he, he created them with other people, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's no way that, uh, like, he could have done that by himself entirely. I mean, you know, that that's hundreds of thousands of characters that he's created, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm one of the assholes who gets frustrated with people and they say uh, Stan Lee single-handedly created Captain America. I'm like... Oh, no, that's funny because I'm pretty sure Jack, <laughs> according to Alan Moore, at least Jack Kirby created Captain America when he was five years old in his yard. Yeah, he did. He did. He did popularize him and bring him back, right? Yeah, um, it's the same. It's uh, Stanley also created what was, I think, is still considered one of the first drug pup PSAs in a comic. Uh, right? Yes, uh, with, with Harry uh, Osborn. Yeah, with Harry Osborn being addicted to pills, and okay. that was the '80s, was it not? Like, uh, that would have been the '60s and '70s because right. I think that's back when Ditko was still working on the yes, book. Yes, yes. Okay. Who so uh, young been... Stanley Lieber made his comic book debut with the text filler "Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge." Hmm. What a great name. Yeah. In Captain America Comics number three. Huh. There you go. So there we go. And what did, did can we see what his last comic was? What was the last, last comic, comic that he? Wrote? All right, I'll look that up. Yeah, he hasn't been the head of Marvel for a long time. No, no, because now it's uh, what's his name? Ike Berkowitz. No. Ike uh, Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter. Who's the closest thing we have to a real life supervillain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> destroying it from the inside out. Yeah, could you imagine if those two ever like actually met in a ring? Yeah. Right. Like I'm pretty sure Stanley would actually turn into the Hulk. Hmm. Oh yeah. Here's a fun <laughs> fact, Lucas, with mm. uh, Perlmutter. Which is bad. Uh, so the current CEO of Marvel is famous for being a recluse. Like nobody, the only picture of him in existence for the longest time was one from the seventies, until recently, where he was at uh, Trump's indoctrination, and uh, you could, and he was there. Right in, uh, did you say uh, indoctrination? He did. Right. He meant inauguration. <laughs> Sorry, inauguration. I speak Liam. It's okay. Um, yeah, he. You can see him standing next to uh, Trump when he became president. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, that sh- really shows his character. Yeah, if yeah. that says anything about right, uh, Marvel and, and its current um, state. Uh, yeah. So that's you know, Stanley has been such a massive influence for so many people, and it's hard to say that he hasn't been moderately an influence in my life in one way or another. I've never personally sought out any of his comic books or anything like that, but just knowing who he is and being aware of it is a lot different right and like and with fans like uh there's also that he would um back in the early days of spider-man he had a thing at the end of his books called the no prize award yes yeah where uh people would write into marvel if they noticed a spelling error or, or, or issue with continuity 
and then Stan Lee would reference them in the book in the next month's issue. But for no prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he also, in, in the back of his uh, all of his comics, he'd had Stan Lee's Soapbox, is what I think it was called, where he would, you know, just promote things that he was making, talk about anything else that was in, in the works or anything like that. Really, ever since the beginning, has been a massive part of the comic book community and trying his best to find ways to spread it. Um, for a long time, he was going to leave comics. It wasn't until Fantastic Four really happened that his wife was like, why don't you make a comic the way you want to make a comic? And he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do that. And that's with the Fantastic Four and why the Fantastic Four is so rooted in reality of with the space race and that sort of thing and, and having the thing be so self-deprecating and, and hating the fact that he became the, the thing. In a lot of characters, that was not the case. You know, Spider-Man, for the most part, loved being Spider-Man, save for the teenage angst and, like, that sort of thing, or Captain America and that sort of stuff. These were people that were proud to be who they were, but with the Fantastic Four, it was a little different. I mean, the dynamic was much different. You know, like, an X-Men had the whole uh, civil rights uh, angle. Yeah, the, the, the being so different that you're being segregated from from the world. Yeah, right? Like, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, no, like, Stan Lee said that when he was making, uh, when he created the character Magneto, he very much based him around Malcolm X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, we weren't we were not able to find Stanley's last comic. So if you do happen to find it, please feel free to message us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, email, um, Netflix. Uh, I was also just <laughs> MySpace, MySpace Friendster, yeah, Twitter. Netflix. Um, uh, no, uh, Nexopia. That's what yeah. it's called. I also wanted Neopets. to talk about Neopets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Club Penguin. Uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, how, like, with Stanley's input, just the di- big difference with uh, the attitudes of Marvel and DC. Which is that, like, uh, Stan Lee's approach to comics was always very, like, uh, essentially human beings becoming gods. Mm-hmm. While DC is essentially more like gods becoming humans. Mm-hmm. With the notable exception of some characters. And, like, so that's why uh, DC tends to be a little more rooted in mythology. While uh, Marvel's more in reality. Like, why there are actu- a lot, of, for the most part, in actual real cities. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's a little that's bit more. That's why they have Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes to, he comes to Earth. He's on Earth a lot. Oh, yeah, he- but like yeah, but just on that note, like Batman is sort of the Marvel character in the DC universe, and then Thor is kind of the DC character in the Marvel. Yeah, universe. totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, you know, Stan and Marvel, they wanted to kind of build this catharsis for for um, their readers and that sort of stuff to be like, maybe I could, if if circumstances and situations were the way that they were, maybe I could be Spider Man. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, good luck finding a radioactive spider, but you know, not <laughs> not everybody's gonna be as lucky as Peter. So and even Chernobyl. like. A lot of, like, when yeah. the 90s, when they had that new ring of, like, uh, just younger talents coming in, they would all talk about being inspired by Stan Lee, and that's what really, and things like that really pushed them. Mm-hmm. Like, the founders of Image and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so that's Stan Lee in a nutshell, mm-hmm. um, or I'm, in a, in a coffin now. I mean, <laughs> oops. Uh, I'm, I'm really going to miss his cameos. Yeah, me too. He oh. shot most of them up until uh, mm-hmm. Infinity War Part Two, I believe. Okay. There's um, rumors of ever's even more. Really? Yeah, like, because apparently uh, James Gunn picked him up one day and they just went to the studio <laughs> and filmed cameos just for like imagine 10 hours. that phone call. <laughs> yeah, Stan, I'm picking you up. Okay. <laughs> um, Excelsior. <laughs> um, I do think, uh, just because, like, you can't... I feel like it's almost appropriate that we talk about, uh, like, maybe some of the more questionable uh, things that have been brought up about Stanley. Yeah, yeah, Just with, I like, agree. Uh, 
like say treatment of creators and whatnot because mm -hmm. marvel over the years has had a notorious reputation for not being very good to creators mm -hmm. yeah like uh, as iconic as stan was he was at times a shady businessman and that sort of thing the man was running a business in the 80s so it was fueled by cocaine and uh, <laughs> a lot of visions of the future so yeah, like everybody like like all humans stan lee wasn't perfect mm -hmm. um like uh, there's a lot of debate with uh like with what happened with Jack Kirby and all of that, Jack Kirby being uh, one of Marvel's uh, more famous original mm -hmm. artists. Mm -hmm. Like, in fact, yeah, he, like he drew, like I mentioned earlier, he drew Captain America, and like he also did a lot of work for DC. Like all of the Dark Side and all of that, and the New Gods were all created by him. Okay. But since Jack was a quiet guy, um, it's been allegated that Stan kind of walked all over him. Okay. Yeah, it's very similar with Ditko, although Ditko was a little bit more of a uh, aggressive. Oh yeah, no. Steve, Steve Ditko was intense. Yeah. Um, okay. There's actually a, my aunt is sending me a documentary about Steve Ditko, just because of his life was pretty shady. Like he was a recluse. Like uh, there aren't really a lot of pictures of him in existence. <laughs> um, he would uh, um, like there's actually even a rumor that uh, apparently the Hulk's temper was built around uh. Uh, was built Behind around Ditko's uh, temper. Yeah, yeah, Ditko's temper. Yeah, he died a, about a year before Stanley as well. Uh, Ditko died over the summer. Did he? Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. Oh, so just a few months. Yeah, a few months prior to to Stanley yeah. dying. And he was found dead. He was found two days dead in his apartment in New York. I wouldn't be surprised if like Ditko came back up from the grave and killed Stanley. Um, well, <laughs> I've, I've, they, some have said that like, uh, what is it? Did depending on how you look at it, Ditko died of a most fitting way. Like they say, he either would have died uh, outliving Stan Lee out of pure spite, or he would have just died, died alone, alone by himself. Yeah. <laughs> but we are speaking we're speaking ill of the dead. You know, this is this is a, this is a, a man that um, has passed away recently. So maybe we should shut up, or but, I should shut up. But yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, with creators and stuff, there has been debate uh, as to like uh, some of Stan's business practices. Yeah, um, he was also a person. From what I understand, he was a personal friend of Hugh Hefner. Okay. Um, yeah, he would draw comics for for Playboy. Oh, yeah. yeah, in fact, uh, Hugh Hefner almost got into comics before uh, found, before developing Playboy. Yeah, so people <laughs> would actually read Playboy for the comics sometimes. Oh. Uh, they were dirty, really dirty. But oh, there's uh, also it. a reason why in the first Iron Man movie, Stan's cameo is Tony Stark mistaking him for Hugh Hefner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But uh, Stan went on to create this massive massive company that has since become such a big part of cinema yeah, like, like everybody yeah. knows they, what marvel is yeah they mm -hmm. are a massive powerhouse of of cinematic they 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 not perfected but they've basically created the template for what a cinematic universe is mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. in, in terms of what the modern view of that would be for for a lot of creators the mcu is literally a pillar of the entertainment industry yeah yeah, yeah totally uh, I yeah. mean, we with ten years they've been around, like well, we're almost reaching eleven now, but eleven mm -hmm. years of of Marvel uh, movies in the Marvel Studios, and you know it's a, they're so big, they're massive. How many yeah. films do they have now? It's uh, they're at eighteen, I believe. Eighteen films, right? Yeah. Is that that's not including Infinity War Part Two? Uh, right? yeah, or and, Captain Marvel, or, or um, Captain Marvel, and like uh, there's also the fact that like out of the ten highest grossing films out of all time, I'm pretty sure five of them are Marvel. Films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think two of them are Star Wars films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, for the longest time, the Avengers held the record for uh, biggest opening weekend of all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I think I think now we'll kind of transition into our Marvel retrospective, which we we've talked about the Marvel films quite a lot before, but never quite as extensively as I feel like we're probably going to in the probably. next half an hour here. Um, so, I mean, best place to start would be from the beginning um, with uh, the Marvel films, uh, which mainstream wise would be the Sam Raimi Spider Man film, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, right? No, it would be. Uh... Essentially, her first success was um, X Men. Right. Yeah. No, her first success was Blade, and then X Men came along. Right. But I mean, mainstream. (laughs) I don't know. Blade did pretty well. It did, but it's like nobody knows that Blade's a Marvel character. Blade's true. Blade did redefine the movie. Redefined the character completely. Okay. With some good old Wesley Snipes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's a lie to that movie. Oh God. But in terms of like. The notable, I, I I understand that like Blade is is notable for some people, and I'm probably gonna get spited in some way or another. But um, I think Sam Raimi's Spider Man is really where we started with the running. Like, uh, I need to argue X Men, but uh, sorry, X Men is but yeah. And as we don't talk about Blade, it means that there will be that means thankfully there will be no Goyer rants. On yeah, this. no Goyer rants. <laughs> but uh, yeah, X Men. X Men is a. I mean, I'm not a fan of Brian Singer at all. No, I think the guy is a fucking scumbag. Yeah. So you yeah. asked me the other day, Liam. You were gonna say what? Who is the person I'm gonna call out on this episode? And that's Brian Singer, <laughs> fucking th- pedophile piece of out, shit. I think we've called out Brian Singer before. All right. Well, I'm calling again. I'm doubling it up. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, you fucking Fuck Brian piece Singer. Of shit. <laughs> <laughs> sing, to, sing to us, bitch! Wow. All right. Um, so, like, if you're uh, listening at home, um, I apologize for all the the curse words, Mom. Um, um, but like, I think X Men is especially notable because, like, especially like some of the casting there is so on point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Liam. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the one Joss Whedon line that wound up in that movie. By far the best line in that movie. Oh, too. man. Um, but like, the uh, best line for the worst reasons. Yeah. Like, I was talking with uh, my aunt, and she said reading X-Men as a kid uh, was it in watching uh, The Next Generation in her 20s. She couldn't have, When she heard uh, Patrick Stewart was cast as Professor X. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it? She was like, uh, um, uh, she said that she thought it was the best casting since... Keanu Reeves playing that dumbass boy in Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, X Men. X Men really showed what kind of superhero movies you could make. Yeah. You know, I mean, outside of like Batman '89. Uh, yeah, '89 right? was kind of like. Well, the reason we have Superman movie, superhero movies, I'd argue, is the original Superman film. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's then, one of my favorite movies in general. Then, let alone, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, let alone uh, Superman films, but. Uh, and apparently, uh, the X Men, the first X Men movie, was the was what inspired Christopher Nolan to make Batman Begins. Really? Mm, yeah. Huh, that's yeah, pretty sweet. Kind of see it. I mean, that yeah. probably explains why he filmed in Alberta so much. Because yeah. most most of X Men was well, a good portion of X Men was filmed here. Uh, no, it was filmed in BC. No, but like oh. they shot a lot of the Alberta stuff in Alberta. I believe. Uh, yes, there is some of it. But... That's where a lot of the accusations about Bryan Singer being a fucking pervert come from. <laughs> um, it also the X Men movies also introduced us to Huge Jacked Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge Jackman. Oh man, as the Wolverine. Which... I, I love how he just gets progressively more jacked. In every <laughs> well, movie. he was talking about when he was promoting the Wolverine. 
he was saying that like uh, he was really excited for that one because he actually got the chance to really get Jack to play Wolverine. He's <laughs> like, oh, just now. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, it was because just timing with the other ones. So for the Wolverine, apparently he took advice from Barack and, like, nice. on how to beef up. I would and, love to see that conversation play out. <laughs> apparently Barack said to him, quote, eat a lot of chicken and brown <laughs> rice. Huh, and the blood of their enemies. Yeah. <laughs> In the heart of Tafini. <laughs> I once heard uh, someone refer to Hugh Jackman as Hollywood's uh, gayest straight man. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was pretty flamboyant and out there. Yeah, I just thought it was a perfect description. Uh, and yeah. then Neil Patrick Harris was the straightest, straightest gay, gay man. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, X-Men comes out, then we get... Uh, Not long after we get Spider-Man. We get I think Spider-Man. it's two years mm-hmm. later. I think so, yeah. After all. Yeah, the, the first the first X-Men movie came out when Bill Clinton was the president of the United yeah. States. Fuck. That is true. Yeah. What is that, like 98? Uh, 2000, because 2000? Bush became president in 2000, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was also going to say that uh, with Spider-Man, like, it, that's the one where it took a long time to get that to the screen. Spider-Man did? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. there's a lot of development stuff. Even as far back as the 80s, and I was telling Christian about this, that there was talk about doing a movie with... Michael J. Fox as Spider-Man, and uh, Stan Lee was very insistent on playing J. Jonah Jameson at the time. <laughs> Get me pictures of Spider-Man, Excelsior! That'd <laughs> um, be his cameo. I mean, I'd argue that we got the best, uh, with J.K. Yeah. Simmons, we probably got the best interpretation of a comic book character yeah, ever put would, on screen. That he was agree. incredible. Yeah. I, I, I wish they put him in The Amazing Spider-Man and mm-hmm. even in Homecoming. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'd say just Marvel, just do it. Just he do it. it just bite he the also uh, has a tendency to come back and voice him on television. J. Oh, yeah? J.K. Yeah, Simmons did? Yeah, he voiced him on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon and some of the games. I mean, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon was a shit show, but... yeah. Uh, but he actually does a fair amount of voice work. He does, yeah. He's yeah. he's actually pretty. Um, he, he plays pretty busy. Uh, he plays Aang's son on Legend of Korra. Oh, really? Yeah. Aang's son. Yeah. Oh, is he like a... Aang's son? Right, but is he yeah. like an adult? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He's not like a little baby played by J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> That's his movie. I, I want to see. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Holy shit! J.K. Simmons is a baby. It's a baby going, I'll fuck you like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that scene from Junior. Not my you... tempo. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like that scene where uh, from Junior where you see Arnold's CGI baby. It's just this little yeah. CGI baby with J.K. Simmons' <laughs> face on it. Just specifically just with scenes from Whiplash, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, so we get X-Men, then we get Spider-Man. Then, was it X-Men 2? Uh, or X-2? X2 came out a year after Spider-Man. Okay, mm-hmm. so there we go. So basically yeah. we got two trilogies. Yeah. In, Spider-Man and X-Men. And remember some properties that didn't really work out? Like there was... Fantastic uh, Four. Fantastic, Fantastic Four, yeah. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, um, which, yeah, it, honestly, happened. if you've seen the director's cut, it's not terrible. It's, it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, and, and it's unfortunate that Daredevil didn't work out. I'm glad it finally got its due, but it took, what, 15 years for it to reach that point? Uh, it was 12 years later when we got the show. Right. Okay. It was also sad because... Uh, um, Daredevil is Ben Affleck's favorite superhero. Like, oh, to a that's point, unfortunate for him. To a point where uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith has a comic, uh, Daredevil, Guardian Devil. And uh, this it was released back, the first paperback for it came out in 98. And uh, the foreword is written by Ben Affleck be- because him and Kevin Smith were friends and Daredevil was his favorite superhero. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, after all of the failed flops, we had uh, quite Ang- a... Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's yeah. Hulk. Somewhere. Which isn't the beginning of the MCU. Not quite. 
It wasn't until no, it mean, wasn't until the Incredible Hulk yeah. where it was the beginning of the MCU. Oh, Iron Man came out before it. Yeah, Iron Man Did was it? the yeah. first MCU movie. Oh then shit, it was Hulk. Okay, Incredible Hulk. I, I, I apologize for have my. You seen <laughs> have you seen Ang Lee's Hulk, Lucas? A long time ago. It's yeah, it's not rough. very good. Yeah. I, I remember we were. I was a. I was younger. My family rented it. And then we were watching it, and I think everybody fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a like... metaphor for a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it was. I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, uh, all my brothers wanted to go see the Hulk, and I wanted to go see Finding Nemo. And my dad's like, "Fine, I'll take you to the fucking fish movie." <laughs> <laughs> and all my brothers left uh, the Hulk, hating it. Yeah. Like, I wish you saw that fucking Nemo's fish great. movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Ang Lee's Hulk, which is. I'm not very good. It's it's not very good at all. Eric Bana, which is funny. Eric Bana, Bruce Banner. Yeah. I think that was fucking intentional. There's no way it wasn't. Um, Liv Tyler's in that movie too, no, right? No, she's in uh, The Incredible Hulk. She's in Incredible Jennifer Hulk. Connelly mm-hmm. in... Uh... Oh, yes. right. Yeah, yes. it is. Yes. Nick Nolte. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but he... No, he wasn't... No, he was uh, his dad, right? Yeah, he was his dad. And then uh, Sam Elliott is Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, God. That's right. <laughs> what a Perfect. movie. Uh, Perfect. But then we eventually got Iron Man. Oh, and yeah, somewhere which... in there was a Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, yes, it's... Ghost Rider is... Uh, I have a friend who's a pretty hardcore Marvel fan. And, Nicholas he, Cage. and he talks about how Ghost Rider's from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's his most hated comic book movie of all time. We should we should just do the rest of this podcast like, like Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Uh, I almost got to be Superman. Come on, guys. I think it still wor- would still work. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw... Iron Man. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Of uh, anybody to play Iron Man, I think Robert Downey Jr. was the best fucking choice. Yeah. Well, Tom uh, Cruise, I think, was offered the role at some point. Oh, boy. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? Um, Too with, short for the suit. A lot of it with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark is that not only do they look exactly alike from the comics, but they live similar lives. Yeah. Both Alcoholics, had... build yeah. robots for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, you see, did you see that episode of BattleBots with Robert Downey Jr.? No, no, it's, you, it's not real. Oh, okay. I was, I was joking. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Liam and I spent. We were over at a friend's house last weekend, and we spent a good three hours watching BattleBots. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. great. And I was like, I don't remember seeing our our, day, our DJ there. Yeah, no, we need to call up a friend. We were talking about calling up a friend of ours and building a BattleBot. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call him Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, Robert Downey Jr. As, as Iron Man kind of revolutionized the the idea of what the MCU. It's the beginning of the MCU, honestly. Yes. Like I, I know I just I corrected myself, but it's the beginning of the MCU, and you know that's where we got to see. Oh no, we see um, Nick Fury in in the credits in the for credits of mm-hmm. Iron Man, yeah. right? Which so I remember plan already at that point. Yeah, I was not really a big fan of comics at that time, let alone Iron Man. And I remember sitting there and being like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then my friends were like, that's Nick Fury. And I was like, how the fuck do you know who this is? Like, we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I was like, that's it? That's your that's your knowledge of this guy? It's also sweet that they got Sam Jackson because the version uh, that the movies have, his likeness and the comics was drawn to look like. I, uh, pre- I read about that at one point. I'm pretty sure that like Sam Jackson, one of the uh, conditions that they were able to use his likeness was that he would get to play Nick Fury in yeah. any movies. <laughs> yeah. Which is just glorious, yeah. you know. I mean, what Sam, a what a way to sign a contract. Sam yeah, Jackson really. has also said on many occasions that he could retire at any time. He just likes making movies and he loves comic books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, how could you not love playing Nick Fury? Mm-hmm. Really? I recognize the council has made a decision, but given that's a stupid ass decision, I'm yeah. to ignore it. That's a very Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember great. watching. So <laughs> it goes. Like, yep, that's Sam Jackson. It goes uh, Iron Man. Then we get the Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. Um, uh, which is fine. 
I mean, it's, I I like it okay. Yeah, um, it's okay. It's much better than the Ang Lee one. I'll give you that. But it's definitely not a masterpiece by any stretch of no. the imagination. Um, I honestly don't. I don't remember it very well at all. I no, remember. Neither do I. I remember Ed Norton sitting there and like he's sort of turning green. He's like meditating or something. That's like the only image I can conjure from that. That's. Movie. I believe that's the end of the movie. Is it? Is like well, he's like sitting there meditating and then his eyes open and they're yeah, green. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. That yeah. sets up the whole uh, "I'm always angry" thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then he turns into Mark Ruffalo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Edward. What a best best transformation yeah. in a movie I've ever <laughs> seen. Because instead of transforming to the Hulk, he just transforms into Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> a better superior actor. <laughs> because. <laughs> Apparently, Edward Norton's an asshole and no one wants to work with yeah, him. Apparently, he's yeah. a dick. Um, uh, like in Birdman, his, I was char- about to say. his character is he's basically just <laughs> Edward Norton and he's Birdman. Playing himself. Um, yeah, so it goes Iron Man, Incredible Hulk. Uh, fucking Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. I hate Iron Man 2. I fucking love it. <laughs> Give me some of that, one of that ACDC Iron Man shit. Like, yeah. oh, I love it. That, it's also the first time that we see um, Don Cheadle as uh, War Machine. Yeah, because he yeah, replaced yeah. Terrence Howard. And to be honest, mm-hmm. I like Don Cheadle in the role a lot more. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just like, like Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it is he feels more military. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a movie where Don Cheadle and J.K. Simmons played twin babies. <laughs> 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 So Hollywood, are you listening? Twins. It's called Ebony and Babery. Ebaby. 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 And Ivory. Ebaby and Ivory. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, it also introduced us to Black Widow, who has oh, become yeah, right. a lot of people's favorite uh, Marvel character. It's pretty cool. Yeah, she's dope. She's getting her own movie. Yeah, it's apparently oh, yeah, yeah, in that's development. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you were saying that they're they're uh, campaigning for it to be a woman or a no, female director. Verse exclusively searching for a woman director to right. to work on it. Yeah, which Good. you know, considering Patty Jenkins, Patty Jenkins and her success with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman two eighty four was stupid fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it seems like that she's gonna single handedly kind of bring back DC. So I mean, it wouldn't hurt for them to. Attempt to do something similar. With just Marvel. scrap everything else and just make a Wonder Woman franchise. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, like I'd say, just like put Patty Jenkins and uh, Jeff Johns in charge, and they're pretty mm-hmm. much set. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> uh, so we get Iron Man two, followed by was it Thor? Cap or Thor? I think Thor it was and Thor. Then Cap came a few okay. months later. Yes, Thor. I fucking hate every single second of it. <laughs> that's why I haven't seen um, either of the sequels. Okay, you don't need to see Dark World. Yeah, I, that's what I've it's heard. Timeless. I've heard like Ragnarok is fun, yeah, and, and like it's, it, okay. it's great in terms of like it being a humorous film. But my complaint with that is like Thor's not really supposed to be a funny guy. Yeah. Thor's supposed to be like funny because he doesn't understand anything. Yeah. And even then, that joke got beat too hard in the first one. Yeah, like, I mean, it did give us Loki though, and Tom Hiddleston, who I'm yeah. a fan of. Yeah, yeah, totally. It, it's fine. Apparently, Loki's, <laughs> Loki's also getting his own television series yeah. on on Disney Plus. Yeah, as is Falcon, I think they yep. said. Yeah, yep. and there's talk about the Winter Soldier. And there's going to be mm-hmm. Killmonger one as well. I, I don't get why they don't just give us a Hawkeye show. I want a fucking Hawkeye show, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> They're working on it, Liam. You never know. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's going to work his ass off. No, you it. don't cast magnificent actors like Jeremy Renner and give him nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel does what it wants. <laughs> yeah, they're going to recast uh, Hawkeye with Pauly Shore. <laughs> it's going to be an animated comedy. <laughs> but yeah, so we went, we got, uh, what did I, what were we just talking uh, about? Thor. Thor, which, what do you guys, I, I mean, I, I kind of said I, I didn't I, like it. But, I like it. Yeah. I liked it when I first saw it, but then like, just because I was, the no- I think it was just the novelty of having uh, Thor on the, big, on the big screen, and we also weren't getting a lot of movies like that at the time. Right. That's true. I do really... I wish they'd spent more time in, like, 
uh, Asgard, yeah, Asgard. And, like, Vanheim and everything. Yeah, it's like, why hire Kenneth Branagh to direct if I know. Let do, like, the crazy Shakespeare yeah, stuff? Right? Yeah, right? Like, the stuff, the stuff in As, the stuff not on Earth is the be best part of that, <laughs> yeah. that movie, easily. Yeah, totally. I would agree. Like, the imagery is great. I love the Norse mythology, and then, like, Kenneth Branagh is perfect for that, yeah. obviously. And then Anthony Hopkins is Odin's fun. It's great, yeah. <laughs> the tricky um, thing. I love how I love how it's it's played dramatically, but like that scene where Loki starts calling Odin out on his shit, and then he just like fakes a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with your shit. I was gonna say that. Um, I was it, but tricky thing, and I think why it's been so hard to get Thor right on the big screens because. Thor is not a particularly interesting character. It's no. more so the adventures he goes on that are interesting. Right. He's like Robin Hood or, um, uh, was it, or uh, uh, any character <laughs> Errol, Finn, Errol Flynn played. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. James like, Bond. Like the swashbuckling hero is usually not super interesting. He's like quippy and funny, but right. like not right. dramatically interesting. Yeah. That's, um, then we got... Uh, the uh, what's it called? Cap. Uh, yeah, Cap. Yeah, yeah. And Cap. I love, I love, I love the first Cap. Yeah, I too. really liked it. I think, but it has a lot of third act problems. But that's also yeah, because it I suffers from prequelitis a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and also just I, I find a lot of superhero films suffer in the third act. I've, mm -hmm. I've noticed in recent years, movies have really been suffering in the third act lately. It's, it's almost like they're like, oh, man, we blew our budget. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, bad guy is actually that guy. Yeah. So the biggest thing I will hey, it's praise... Guy Pierce. We'll get to that. <laughs> the biggest thing I will praise um, uh, Cap for is that when I heard Chris Evans was cast as Captain America, I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, I understand you were, you were the Human Torch, but Captain America is not a chuckle-headed douche. Yeah. Um, but then he blew it away. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, he's... Amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think of all things too, the the mocap they did when he's like young looks a little weird, but still kind of holds up compared to yeah. like because of the way that the movie looks with like that really pulp cereal mm -hmm. kind of like textures yeah. and the colors and that sort of stuff. It functions really well. Yeah, and he plays like uh, weak, brave, sincere, um, sin and sincere so well. Yeah, he's like he, that's I think that's Cap's like biggest uh, strength dramatically at least is his, his sincerity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's also Chris a weakness Evans. for him too it, it can be yeah, yeah but like Chris Evans plays that sincerity so well right and and man when he gets buff it's fucking intimidating mm -hmm. well there's also apparently the... uh, John Krasinski was considered for the role of Captain America and then he, he's like yeah I gotta get I gotta get in shape for Captain America and he's like yeah I'm feeling good about myself and Chris Hemsworth walked by shirtless and he's like Nope. <laughs> I'm not doing me. this. This isn't me. Go back to gym. This. I was going to say that. Um, I was a but cool thing also was, the, again, the pulpy approach they took. Like, mm. I was kind of like Indiana Jones, but superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's really got that Indiana Jones uh, style vibe, especially because there's Nazis and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nazis. I mean, you have, it gives us an excuse to watch Hugo Weaving play a villain oh, again. Yes. And he's yes. great, too. He should, he should be in more movies. I, I love him as Red Skull. Yeah, he's yeah. great. That was a weird sound. <laughs> it sounded like it, it sounded like it killed a mouse. <laughs> no, then, it was just a chair. <laughs> and then after five years of buildup, we got the Avengers. Yep. Yeah. Which um, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. I think a lot of it is that I loved it when I first saw it because again, there was nothing like it. But mm -hmm. I just don't think it's aged especially well. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen it in a couple of years to be fair. But like, I still really love it. I think it's a lot of fun. But like, that is, that is like. It's fun. <laughs> There's not, not, not much more to it. We, we paused for a while there. Uh, Liam was going to open a bottle of pop, and then we all kind of just, like, stared at each other. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, um, I agree. It is fun. I do think it 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 suffers so much from exposition-itis. Yeah, it's, there's it's, a lot to go through. The whole, like, 
I hate the first hour and a half of that film. Okay. And then, then the aliens start coming to Earth, and they start using their fucking powers, and ships are blowing up, and shit's going down. And I'm like, yeah, this is all right. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. I'm sold. It, it does have some. It has some great dialogue as well. True. Just, yeah. I, one of my favorite things is like, be careful. Thor is talking to like everybody on the helicarrier. Be careful how you speak. He may be. He may be crazy, but he is my brother. He killed eighty people in two days. He's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's. Uh, uh, what is it? it is unfortunate that like you can definitely see Whedon's influence. Oh on it, yeah, that is. It, yeah. It's very very Whedon. But it's not the I Whedon has even said himself that it's not the movie he would he wanted to make. No. You know, like he says, it would have been very different if he came in earlier. Yeah, it, it's a it's an event film. They they yeah. had to they had to all all of the Avengers movies are event films. Yeah, and and it's hard to handle and juggle so many things happening at once and try to tell a cohesive and linear story while having you know. Hulk and uh, sorry Bruce Banner and Iron Man in one like wing of the ship and then you got like Kobe Smulders and and Sam Jackson over on this side of the ship yeah. and like all this shit going on and these layers and trying to like inter and, like intercut those stories is very difficult. I mean, I would we'll get to it later, but I would argue that Whedon did successfully make a re- a really outstanding event movie like I agree. just being an I event agree. later yeah. uh, with Ultron, but even that it kind of broke him at the end. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so after Avengers, they took a little while off. Uh, no, next year we got Iron Man three. Right, which, right. which I is like Iron Man. A 3. lot of people really don't like it. It's honestly, I, like, I think it's the best Iron Man movie. Yeah, it, I agree. Arguably, also. it is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I actually, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I hated the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, I think you've told us that yeah. in the past. Um, I don't know if I've said it on the on the cast before, but like, I didn't get into the Marvel movies until the Avengers. That's what got me into it. Right. I didn't see. Before before the, before Avengers, the only one I'd seen was Iron Man. Yeah, because you're I not a comic it. book guy. No, no, I've like I'd seen all the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. I'd seen the X Men movies. I'm like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, but like then I saw Avengers, and I'm like, okay, I'm superheroes. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, that kind of became your your way of ingesting comic books, yeah. and that's where stuff was, yeah. was through the films. Um, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Iron Man two then? I. All right. Fair. I don't have many thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Iron Man three. <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> Iron, not Iron Man three. Iron Man two is a piece of shit. Iron Man three, I really like. I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is because I was. In, I pretty much like everything Shade Black touches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and like this is very much a Shade Black movie with Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. And and it's great that the stakes are much higher. Like the the situation that Tony's been presented is is a lot more treacherous than any of the other mm-hmm. situations. It's, like it's also a lot more personal right like he's actually being challenged yeah like not having a suit for a good portion of the film mm-hmm. right having a how old's the movie now? uh it's five years old now. okay can we i think we can spoil it uh, oh yeah this yeah. i will say before we go right into spoiling it it's probably was the riskiest film marvel made yeah totally at the time yeah for yeah sure. like, because uh there's something in there that pissed off a lot of oh, comic yeah. book fans. I personally loved oh, it. oh i loved it i thought it was hilarious and that being <laughs> that the Mandarin is not Ben Kingsley. Yep. It's the Mandarin is... He's an actor named Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was also going to say with uh, Iron Man 3 and bad things, that it's such a cool commentary on like the war on terror and like mm-hmm. how we do, how we've kind of gotten to this point where we kind of view terrorism as a face. And like, um, even while I was watching the movie, I was very much, uh, how explain it? I was kind of like something seemed off about the Mandarin just because he looked like everything America's afraid of. And right. Like, yeah. 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 You couldn't really get a sense of where it was from because he didn't really have a dialect. Yeah. He'd <laughs> talk like this. Yeah. No, it's you'll never see me coming. Yeah. Just generic, not white guy. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Some people call me a terrorist. 
I consider myself a teacher. Yes, yeah. thank you, thank you, Liam. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But uh, it ends up being not Hugo Weaving. What's his uh, name? Guy Pierce. Pierce. Guy Pierce. Hugo. That's that's one thing I didn't really like about the movie. Is what you don't Guy Pierce. You don't like Guy Pierce? You just. He's just Guy Pierce. I don't know. I, I love Guy Pierce. To him. I, I think he's really I, good I, in that film. I, just, I like him as an actor. I think he's a chameleon, man. Yeah. Like, like every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, hmm, is that, is that that's yeah. fucking oh, Guy Pierce. 2012 <laughs> to 2013 kind of prove that Guy Pierce had become like a master of disguise. Yeah, mm, Like true. in the beginning of Iron Man 3, that doesn't look like Guy Pierce. No, it doesn't. In uh, Lawless, that doesn't look like Guy Pierce. Nope. Yeah, it's not until the end of the film when you're like, oh, fuck, it's Guy Pierce. Yeah. And he's I'm a bad not, guy. Like, it just him as the villain just kind of was like, okay. Yeah, That's I fine. mean, if if you at that point, if you don't already know that the Mandarin is not the villain, then like, come on, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like he. It's not obvious that that. What's the character's name again? Uh, Aldrich Killian. Yeah, Aldrich Killian, Killian isn't right. really the bad guy, but you know he there's something up with him. Yeah. And that he's probably got something to do with it, and then oh, surprise, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, uh, but. It has some of the best action in, in the Iron Man franchise. I agree. Totally. Like, like that like last scene. Head, yeah. Like flying around, hooking yeah. onto him. Pepper having the extremist like disease or whatever you want yeah. to call it. Even though that's one thing with the ending I'm not crazy about. I do think that like uh, it, sh- it should have ended with uh, Tony latching the suit onto Killian and blowing him up. Just because, like, that's essentially, it's a great, it would have been a great visual metaphor for Tony just literally taking his obsession and just mm-hmm. throwing it onto his enemy, ridding it himself of both. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like it was uh, Pepper, like, fighting drones and all of that was kind of thrown on a little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. like putting Pepper on your dinner. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, after Iron Man 3, we got Thor of a Dark World. Thor of the Dark World, which I haven't seen, so I don't know. I, don't I, I saw it once when it came out. Eh. It right. was fine. Doctor yeah. Who was the villain. Yeah, really <laughs> like boring. literally Doctor Who? Yeah, it was literally Doctor No. <laughs> what a fucking uh, crossover. Yeah, Christopher, yeah. <laughs> Christopher uh, Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston, yeah. Really? They, he's a really good actor. They should have given him more to do. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I've watched... this villain. Like, I've watched Doctor Who, and, like, and mm-hmm. I always... And I did like his run as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite Doctor still. That's mm-hmm. the... That's... He's the one from the first reboot, like, the first two first seasons. Se- first season, yeah. I thought it wasn't first two. No, you only stick, away, stick around for one. Mm, okay. Yeah, anyway... But- I don't think Christopher Eccleston likes anything he's worked on because every movie he's made, he always bitches about later. <laughs> That's true. He, he's like, like, he's like, oh, I'm glad I worked on. Like, he says something. He hated the, he hated like the season of Doctor Who. He did. He's like, I never got it right, and then people were treating me like shit and blah, 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 or whatever. I don't know. He complains about everything. He <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't have anything to say about Dark World, so I just yeah, and yeah. no, I got no, no, no opinion. And then Winter Soldier, which is my favorite Marvel film. Hands down my favorite Marvel it, film. It is a very, very good Marvel film. Yeah, it, 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 it's my, it, like, I'm not even kidding. It's my favorite Marvel film. I yeah. think it's just fucking awesome. I feel like that it was the, awesome. That was the, one of the last times when I felt like Marvel was, before, it was before Marvel fell into the habit of just not taking anything seriously. <laughs> and, like, to a point where they could make a, where they could make a movie for $200 million and just goof around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they made, like, a very serious espionage uh, drama. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. even when, like, the violence and stuff, like, when Cap gets shot, it looks like it hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's taking those bullets. Um, Like, the whole bit where him and Black Widow are on the boat at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he's right? fighting, like, that, that that's, MMA guy. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, the, the part where he kicks the dude over the edge of the boat, that's the moment where you're like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, Cap this is, is different. Yeah, he's Cap's a badass. Mur- he's murdering yeah. people. <laughs> like, there's no way that guy's gonna get back on the ship. Oh no, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's legitimately committing murder. But 
they're bad guys, so it's okay. Yeah. We also got uh, the Falcon for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. we got. I think I think this is like the first time like Black Widow really got her due. Yeah, really shine. Yeah. She's she's awesome in that movie. She's so good. She's such a total I, badass. I mean, she has yeah. a terrible haircut. But, but <laughs> every movie she shows up in, she has a different haircut. And yeah. Uh, was uh, she super pregnant when they were shooting that movie too? No, it was, yeah, that Ultron. was Ultron. Hey, Ultron. That's oh. why there's a whole thing in Ultron where like she's not in the movie for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think it's probably most well written Marvel film. Yeah, totally. And, best, and that's like, the that's the first time that we got the the Lego Movie guys, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, the Lego Movie guys. Yeah, didn't they do? No, it's Ultron? no, they didn't do it. Sorry, uh, they're, um, um, they, what are the Russo brothers? brothers? Yeah, the Russo yeah. brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah they no. worked on Community. Right. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Arrested Development. They directed the pilot of Arrested Development. Really? Arrested Development. Yeah. That's why, if you look closely in the background, you can see the the blue stair ladder. Yeah. Or yeah. the chair. Uh, I believe that's in ladder. Civil War, but yeah. It is, but. Danny Beauty. They did that movie too, did they not? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so after Winter Soldier, we got um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians, which I think the first one is is fine. I like the first I, Guardians. I'm, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite Marvel. I mean, films. yeah, I, I think have, it's super fun. I have this whole thing with it where like I think it's really funny. I think it's a very charming film. But I feel like on a storytelling level, and when you really break it down, it's not especially great. Why? I just feel like uh, it just runs into the problem of, like, uh, uh, what is it? Of, like, the development feels kind of tacked on. Like, it's never—a lot of things get brought up but not really dealt with. Like, like how Rocket's, like, like like Rocket's like... alcoholism is, like, um, like that's kind of just brought up and dropped. Um, there's also the fact that I feel like, uh, since for so many of them, gun— for a the first little bit, had trouble distinguishing them, like to a point where uh, Drax and uh, and Gamora, I felt kind of felt like the same character for the first little bit. I think we watched very different films. Yeah, I think so too. Because <laughs> I think they're, I think they're all pretty rooted in their own um, story and their own believability. Yeah, like Drax and Gamora are obviously the two like more serious characters, or yeah. at least serious in like tone. Yeah, Drax is obviously very funny. But like he's a very serious tone. Yes, I mean yeah. Ben Drax and Gamora is like moving forward became sad. a doofus. <laughs> he, was a, he was a doofus in the first. Yeah, one but he's too. In the first one. He's more like a barbarian. He's like I had yeah. the next one. He was just like this guy's just a doof. I, I didn't. Like I didn't it. see any dissonance between <laughs> Guardians One and Guardians Two. Drax, I, they were fairly similar. Me, I but. think they were drastically different. <laughs> but uh, you guys know my opinion on Guardians 2, which we'll yeah. get to in about a minute and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah, Guardi- I think the first Guardians is, is super fun. My parents love it, which is mm-hmm. rare for them to even watch movies, let alone yeah. um, enjoy them to the extent that my, my parents enjoyed them. Yeah. The soundtrack is kick-ass. Mm-hmm. It was, But Liam and I have had this conversation a number of times. It was one of those situations where it was that was kind of the beginning of... Uh, a character, their quirk is, I listen to classic rock. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's the same thing with Doctor Strange and that sort of stuff. It's just like, Iron I can, Man was, yeah, was Iron also Man. a thing with him. Like, where I'm like, oh, can, like maybe you could spice it up a little bit. Like, maybe one guy just has an affinity, interesting character who has an affinity for movies or... Yeah, or, or like, you know, hardcore crack cocaine, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it's my... It's a frust- Disney movie. It's a hobby. I, I think my frustration <laughs> with Guardians is that I just don't like the impact that it left. Where, like, because it was kind of just a fun romp. After that, all they did, they just started to be, like, everything was starting to kind of be a little more Guardians-y. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like the the impact on the other Marvel films kind of made them more of a lark, less of an, well, sorry, more of an adventure, less of a, a, like, journey or. Yeah, and there's also, it's also, like, a a tone very much changed after Guardians. Like, they became a lot more goofy. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, can we please 
I don't know, man. You know, because we got Ultron after we got Guardians, Yeah, but right? Ultron was being filmed, right, was in the middle of filming when Guardians uh, wrapped production. That's there, that is true. But you you know Foggy's got his fingers in everything, and he's orchestrating it and making it a certain way. So Pers- I, Personally, I don't see a problem with superhero movies being goofy. I don't know. I just feel like... Dudes I, in tights punching people. I think it's just I want more... It depends like, on the film and the character, honestly. Like, I look mean. at Winter Soldier. They turned it into, like, a... They made, like, a freaking epic, badass action movie, and then everything else after was kind of just, like, quips, quips, jokes, jokes, jokes. Uh, but I'm still going to argue it with, with Ultron. Like, okay. Anyway, let's move on to Ultron, because I think this is a good transition point. Ultron is my second favorite Same. Uh, really? Marvel film. Interesting. It's I really like it. fucking so cool, damn it. Really like, Ultron is in my opinion one of the scariest villains ever put on yes. film yes James Spader I did not expect that to come out of James Spader no me neither that was incredible it's such yeah. a you know it's uh, what do you call it like because Ultron's very different than how he is in the comics mm-hmm. um, like in the comics he's more just kind of like a brainiac or Skynet type well here he's like I was, he's like a kid with too much power. He's a, yeah. he's a person who understands everything about what he has to do but almost nothing about himself yeah um, yeah, and and I mean that's that's the best part of the character is that he's a, he's a toddler who's been given a gun. Yeah, right. Basically, yes. There's also and, and uh, a surface level understanding of the universe. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's good also, guys, good bad guys, bad. Um, I mean, like there are even times where I feel like Ultron. There are times where I just want to make a big meteor and drop it on everything and just feel like <laughs> fuck humanity. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, I was also gonna say that it brings up uh, an issue that has never I don't think it's really been tackled in superhero movies, but I find compelling. Mm-hmm. Which is that, like, uh, was it? So Ultron can't tell the difference between saving the world and destroying it. Mm-hmm. But he brings up a point, like, are the Avengers actually saving the world or are they just protecting it? Yeah, and that, that sort of actually launches into the theme of, obviously, Civil War. But okay. kind of like the an idea that spread throughout the rest of the MCU after this point. Yeah, which was the, the divide between everybody of mm-hmm. just, like, what they actually interpret yeah. of their work. Because I think after Ultron was Civil War. No, right? it was Ant-Man. Was it Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. We've, we've talked about Ant-Man. Yeah, but one, Ant-Man one thing I want to say about Ultron is I think it actually has one of the most uh, profound lines in any uh, of the of the MCU, and that's when Vision and Ultron are having just a conversation yes, at the totally. end. And Ultron says, but they're doomed. And Vision says... Yes, but a thing is not beautiful because it lasts. That's actually... I'm like, oh, oh man, you yeah. gave me vision. That's actually... <laughs> that's a, like, I've read the book where that comes from. Oh, yeah? It's from uh, Jean-Paul uh, Sartre's uh, um, Nausea. Okay. Because Whedon is very a very outspoken existentialist, mm. and, like, it creeps into his work a lot. Oh, like, yeah. Well, Ultron's essentially, like, a... It's essentially an existentialist superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, then, so we had this amazing epic of epicness, and then we got Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've talked about, I don't like Ant-Man. Like, yeah, I don't I, like it either. I like it fine. It's not particularly anything to me. It's just, uh Yeah. Paul Rudd. Very, like mu- Paul very Rudd. much like The Dark World, we'll skip past it right now. <laughs> uh, moving into... Then uh, it was Civil War. Then it was Civil War. Which is my favorite Marvel movie. Really? Yes. Why is that? Because I, I I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean I'm obviously, sure go, yeah, right? But um, I I like that it tackles the idea that uh, like we just talked about that like what if the superheroes aren't actually saving anything? What if right. they're just making things worse? Yeah, like the du- duality is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I I personally love it when superheroes fight. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, I feel like I, the novelty's kind of worn off on I, that one for me. I think you're uh, you're uh, not uh, talking about like physically fighting. No, I, I mean like butting heads just. Not necessarily like I love it when they physically fight well, too. Yeah, so but I mean, like when superheroes, when good guys are in conflict with each other, 
over something a very morally ambiguous uh, notion. Right, where it's it's up to the audience to really decide who they side with. Yes, right? I, I, re- I I find that way more interesting than just. I'm the hero. I'm the villain. Let's fight. Yeah, so with, with bouncing back to what Liam was saying with the Guardians and how they were all goofy, Civil War is not goofy. I mean, it, it has, has its it moments. Has, it has its moments. Yeah. Underoos, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's got moments of, of, of silliness, but it's a very apt um, sequel to, I, I'm going to call it an Avengers movie because that's what it is. It should it's have been, been called yeah. Marvel Civil War. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's a great sequel to... Um, both uh, Winter Soldier and Ultron, because mm-hmm. it, ser- it mm-hmm. serves a bridge between all of the, the films and, and why Tony is who he is and mm-hmm. why he decides to, to do the things that he does and why Cap decides to do the things that he does, yeah. right? Um, it's also my favorite Chris Evans performance, and it is my favorite Robert Downey Jr. performance. Yeah, and I think that's very accurate. I was yeah, going to... So very good. I know, and like, what's cool about Civil War is that like, because uh, it's a movie I like, I don't absolutely love it i have some qualms with it but um so it's based off the event from a comic civil war Mm -hmm. that was coming out when i was like 10 so i remember reading it as it was coming out Mm -hmm. and like uh civil war is an infamously pretty bad story yeah Yeah. they're very different that's where cap dies there yeah cap dies and he gets shot by crossbones i'm pretty sure spider-man dies uh i don't think he does oh but his Um, his, uh secret identity gets revealed there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the comics it's like definitely does not play on film in Mm -hmm. fact um it's almost uh instead of being very similar to the movie to the comics awards more similar to uh the guy wrote civil war in marvel's ultimate line had a book called ultimates 2 where it's a lot more similar to that because the Civil War comic is it's just such a bad allegory for the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. While um, Ultimates 2 is a critique of a Bush administration and it actually works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after we got Civil War, we move into um, what was next? Was it Guardians 2? No, no I'm trying to. Came after. It wasn't Ragnarok. Was Ragnarok? It was, no. No, it was Ragnarok some... was. Was it Doctor Strange? Yes, Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Strange. There we go. There we go. We're I doing thought, this off the top of yeah. our head. So. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was a lot. I enjoyed Doctor Strange. We, we turn like off it. our devices so that we don't get uh, electrical interference, but it turns out that we get mental inter- interference. Uh, I, do <laughs> think that, uh, I do think that it's not really much, on a writing level, it's not much better or worse than most Marvel Origins. Yeah. But for what it is, I like it. Yeah. I, I think the action and the effects are really cool. Cumberbatch mm-hmm. is totally fine. Yeah, uh, his accent's a little weird. But... Yeah, why do yeah. all Brits and Europeans seem to fake that Americans just sound like talk show hosts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Tilda Swinton's really good in it too. She uh, is. She like, would tell Edgy Yes. He would tell Edgy Um that guy. Also, uh, Wong kind of instantly became yes. my favorite yes. side character. Yeah, Wong is the funny. best. Next to uh, what's his name from Ant Man? Uh, Michael Pena's character. Michael Pena's character. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. I can't remember. Louise. Louise. Yes. Yes. Because uh, yeah. Wong has probably what I think is one of the funniest Marvel jokes, and I think a lot of his probably I didn't realize was building to a joke. Which is like uh, how he just doesn't laugh at everything. He's like super serious and buy the book. And then uh, Strange says something about how the instructions or the rules are always, warnings are always after the spells. And he just laughs his ass off at yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I like Doctor Strange a lot, actually. I, mm. I watched it when I was, I had the flu, so it kind of tripped me out a little oh, yeah, bit. I, guess I, was, so. I was hallucinating and I was just like, whoa. It's, it's like, it's like, what, who's Scott Derrickson who directed it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, he like, also it's like he watched Sinister. Inception and it's like, let's, let's, to, to the nines. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah, let's, let's do that, but push it even further. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of the, the fractal effects are really cool. Like mm-hmm. when, when he first gets punched out of his body and he's like floating yeah, yeah, through yeah. and shit. That's really, really neat. There's a lot of hints in there to uh, future Marvel films too, mm-hmm. if you look really closely. I, I also really like uh, Doctor Strange. I think 
if I remember correctly, he's the first Marvel superhero to actually be like, fuck, I just killed somebody. Right. Yes. Like, he actually yes. had an emotional moment. Yeah. And he it makes sense because he's a doctor. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's the, he says that. He took an oath not to do no harm, and he just killed a man. Right. Yeah, that's actually a very good point, and, yeah, and kind of shows the morality of him and how he tries his best to to prevent as much damage as yeah. he possibly and he, can. He takes oaths very seriously. Yes, and it carry that carries on into Infinity War mm-hmm. uh, um, with the way that Cumberbatch is portraying. Although I think he he's the best man for the job, but they made him look almost too much like the comic book. Oh, like, yeah? like he, it's impeccable. And <laughs> my biggest thing as an adaptation with Doctor Strange is that I don't think it's as uh, creative or psychedelic as it should have been. Okay. In the, like, you know when he's when he get, like gets astral projected across all those worlds? Uh, was any, even goes to that one where there's like a bunch of uh, finger fingers coming yeah, out of his thumb. Yeah, hands coming out of the fingers coming out of Yeah, like in the comics, the if you read it, the early Steve Ditko Doctor Strange, like it's always like that. Like it's like... People suspected that um, Steve Ditko was like high on acid all the time when he was going. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like if it was more than it was, it would have been way too much for most audiences. Yeah, probably, especially in IMAX or something. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I think it's just tricky for me. A lot with a lot of these things, it's always tricky just because I've read a lot of the stories and oh, like yeah. yeah. So I'm like I kind of have these higher expectations and like oh my god, well, you could if you could do it on the page, you could yeah. do it like this. Yeah. After Doctor Strange, we got uh, Guardians Two. Then Guardians we got two. Guardians Two, or was it Ragnarok? No, Guardians Two came first. Then it was home. Coming yeah. then Ragnarok. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Guardians Two, you guys know my opinion on it. I probably yep. should keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you hate it. Um, we've, we've talked about it before quite extensively. You yeah. like it much more now yes. after having seen it a second time, yeah. and um, after seeing Lindsay Ellis's uh, video essay. On right, it. And, and I think it's okay. Yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty accurate I, I, breakdown. Yeah, I, I think it's the most emotionally complex movie that uh, that Marvel has made. Right, and even James Gunn has made too yeah right like yeah, yeah. arguably because a lot of his other movies like slither is not really an emotional <laughs> <No>. film. <laughs> um, it's a lot more uh like parts of it are very sincere mm-hmm. um i i i don't think it's perfect by any no no I, we're not i'm not I, like no. i still stand by like i was saying earlier that because tracks kind of just became a complete utter doofus at this point yeah like uh like because again before it was more like a barbarian it was just it was kind of like more of a thor thing so so i'm, I'm again i'm bouncing it back Going off of what we've just broken down of the last Marvel films, really, it's just the Guardians movies that are silly. I don't know. I think Doctor Strange has a problem of a little too much humor in some I, places. I disagree. I disagree too. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's a <laughs> mo- it's a pretty. I wouldn't call it serious, but it's a little bit more serious well, than there's fucking also Guardian. Ant Man's pretty goofy. Oh yeah, yeah that's dumb. That's true. So that's a pretty good chunk. Right, of but they're, they're so your batting average right now, Liam, is pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But anyway, so we, that's Guardians, and it's Guardians 2. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Ragnarok, so I got no opinion I on mean, that. I mean, well, it's Homecoming. Oh, Homecoming. Yes, sorry, Homecoming. I really like Homecoming. Yeah, I, like, Me I too. enjoy Homecoming yeah, a lot. It's yeah. really good. I, um, I remember I got out of the theater. Uh, Liam texted me before I went in, and he was like, you're going to hate it. And then I got out of the theater, and I was like, <laughs> fuck you. I really thought he wasn't going to like it. And I was like, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, yeah. I actually made the vulture into a cool character. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And Michael Keaton is a badass as I like, Birdman, I like too. I like how he's a blue-collar villain yeah. Yeah. instead of the white-collar villains you always get. Yeah, he's a dude just trying to pay the bills, yeah. damn it. Yeah, so he was just essentially a, a self-made dude who... Yeah, he, he got, uh, fuck, he got fucked over by Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally. Yeah, totally. Um, Which is a great connection. And, yeah. All, and, like, I, I think it, it is funny how Spider-Man kind of feels like a disjointed film um, in some regards. But they find ways to bring it in and tie it in, like the beginning of the film taking place during the 
post uh, destruction of New York City and mm-hmm. the Avengers and how they kind of like speed forward and show the the effects of that in in New York and why Spider-Man is kind of necessary and why he's a necessary character and that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, I like how the backstory of the villain is rooted in a movie that they made like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say that... Uh, like in like just as a Spider-Man fan, I say this to like people when I talk about it. It's like Homecoming isn't exactly what I want from a Spider-Man movie, but for what it is, I really enjoy it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm not nearly as big of a Spider-Man fan as you are, but I still really enjoy it. I've seen yeah. every single Spider-Man film, mm-hmm. and so my knowledge of the character is is moderate. It, it's yeah. based in in film. I feel like I, my biggest problem with Spider-Man in the MCU is that they just push too hard on the fact it's like, oh, get it? He's young. Get it? He's young. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up. Like that old movie, Star Wars, <laughs> um, or like uh, just the constantly always being on his phone and like. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a teenager that in a is, modern age. So. That's not just teenagers in modern age. That is everybody. In the <laughs> yeah, that's age. humans. I think it's just I don't know. It's just something that's all that bugs me. I love Holland's performance and the way he carries it. Like mm-hmm. that shot where he's like uh, lifting. Uh, Trying to lift the machinery over him when the building collapsed. Oh that's, yeah. That's, oh uh, man. I'm pretty sure that's the la- That's based off the last issue that Steve Ditko, Ditko drew. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you can see the strength, like the strain yeah, that was, on that him. That was emotional. And yeah. when he's under it, he looks genuinely scared. Yeah, and like, like like you suddenly realize, like, oh shit. Like they're making jokes. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a kid. But that in that moment, you realize. This, this is just a kid. He's a child. I just yeah. felt like it needed a little bit more of that. Mm. Like, cause it with like I appreciate him skipping over the origin, but like even just not even acknowledging it, it just feels like uh, they kind of lost the tragedy of Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe uh, a little bit. Uh, like, and that's just something that's kind of bugs me. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's like, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, and there is sorry on the joke thing. Uh, it does. There's one moment in that movie in particular that honestly made me really mad. And that's when Michael Keaton kills Shocker number one. Oh, God, And he yeah. just makes a joke after it. I'm like, no, you just took, you took, it's teeth, you took the teeth away from your villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could have just walked away and been like, you cleared it up. Or just or... been like, oh, shit, I just killed somebody. To me, he didn't have to say that because that was all over his face. Yeah, but I mean, I but... didn't need like a quip or a joke or a very like, shit, I thought it was the anti-gravity gun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's funny. Uh, then we got Ragnarok, which yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, which I like. And I think it's just Marvel dicking around for two hours. Just take a witch. I think it's the best Thor. It's the best Thor movie, yeah, but that, that's not a very high. Is bar. that not saying much? Yeah. yeah. But like also, it to me, I know, I know you don't think this, Liam, but despite the fact that it is obviously comedy, it's always it's jokes, 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 jokes. It is a fairly emotional story for Thor. But I mean, like every time, whenever it comes close to deal with it, he just gets knocked out or something. Not really. Or just like goofy attitude. He gets knocked out a lot in that movie. Well, yeah. I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, but it gave us Valkyrie. Valkyrie was awesome. Yeah, Valkyrie's cool. Was that the villain? No, uh, that was uh, Tessa Thompson's character. Oh, okay. She doesn't appear in any others yet. She's supposed to come back at some point, but... I mean, they all. it's also that, like, they wasted Carl Urban. Oh, man. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean, like wasting Carl Urban. Uh, also, also, also uh, gave us Korg. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but, okay, here's the thing. Korg's funny and amusing, but I'm like... In the comics, I love that rock guy. He was a really sad and, uh, character with a lot of pathos. And they made him six. He was played by Taika Waititi as yeah. well, yes. right? Yeah. Also, in the comics, he's not blue. He's orange. Okay. I mean, that do- I don't care, really care about that one because I was yeah. scared he'd look like the thing too much if he was orange. <laughs> um, yeah, and right. then we got Infinity War, yeah. which we have also talked about yeah. at length. I have rewatched it since. Yeah. Um, I still think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it since. But from what I remember from it, I thought it was pretty friggin' sweet. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like, again, like, uh, I liked how uh, they didn't do the thing with Thanos where they just made him really goofy and jokey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he's I, I scary. Feel like, I feel like the majority of credit for that goes to Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, uh, he, he, he got all his humor out in Cable. And then yeah. it's just, well, I mean, he was, because Cable, he's not funny. All the humor from Cable comes from people just making fun of him. <laughs> but, like, Josh Brolin brought a gravitas yeah. to yeah. Thanos that I'm not sure many other actors could. I was thinking, like, the only act other actors who I could think of, like, playing Thanos, like, maybe Ron Perlman or... Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Just, just, th just the shorter Thanos, make, like insulting everybody all the time. Um, <laughs> Liam, yeah, no, Liam um, just got another Tinder message. <laughs> <laughs> um, Once but, an hour, bud, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah. well done. But yeah, no, I mean, I really liked it. It's, it's definitely the biggest event Marvel's ever made. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think uh, one of the jokes the Honest Trailer made was it's, it's the most movie in a movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It, it, it like. I my biggest complaint was that I did feel like they jam packed a little bit too much, but you can't you don't have an option. Yeah, you don't have an option. Have so I, I can't really even say that's a complaint. That's there, just a preference. There are characters in it where they're only on screen for like one minute. Of, they have one minute of screen time. Like, uh, what's her name? Black Panther's sister. Fuck. Why mm. did we talk about Black Panther? Oh, oh shit. Racist. We missed. God damn it. <laughs> we we missed Black white Panther. People. God damn it. <laughs> no, Black Panther's awesome. Black Panther uh, is awesome. It's pretty sweet. That's a pretty good uh, movie. It's good. Wow, we really saved ourselves. Oh, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, us, us saying Black Panther is good because it makes up for us not mentioning any female characters in our characters episode. Yeah, yeah. I hey, I mentioned plenty. You two sexist dudes. I, I mentioned <laughs> Louise from, from, from Arrival. Oh, I thought you were right. saying Louise from Ant-Man. No. <laughs> He's a woman? Yeah. Well, I mean, I shouldn't be assuming genders. I shouldn't be assuming genders. That's right. Wait for our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Black Panther's fucking sweet. Yeah, I actually really one enjoy of the best that villains. Film. Yeah, to, yeah, totally. Killmonger yeah. is very yeah. scary. What, both, what, both Killmonger and uh, Claw. Yeah, Andy Serkis is clearly yeah. having a ball. Oh yeah, when he starts singing "What Is Love." Yeah, for yeah. No reason. <laughs> yeah, no, that scene. I'm like, uh, I was saying to a friend, like, if chewing scenery is a thing, but I'm pretty sure Andy Serkis just ate that scene. Yeah, he, just... <laughs> he didn't just chew it. He he just wolfed he it down. He devoured it. Yeah, it was like a buffet <laughs> for him. <laughs> um. <laughs> Like, his claw is, the way he plays claw is so larger than life and yeah. crazy. I kind of wish, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of wish he was around a little bit more. Yeah, me too. Um, we, well, I mean. But Killmonger was so good. They don't really show what happens to him. It, it's like, off, mean, it's off screen. See, it's pretty obvious what happens, but. You, you see him afterwards. Yeah, you see his body. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, Spoilers. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't necessarily a spoiler. Yeah. I, I mean, you see Killmonger's body moving throughout the whole film. <laughs> so that's. Um, I think the coolest thing about Killmonger's is that again like he is like they don't real they don't goof him up at all mm -hmm. like but even like the way he, he's a badass the way he carries himself like he's very much a soldier and a badass but he also has like this spunk to him yeah and almost like this uh brooklyn hip-hop kind of thing yeah, yeah. totally yeah and he put he put michael oh, michael b jordan what a comeback from from playing uh, human torch yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the marvel marvel universe has like redeemed two human torches yeah so yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah i mean my if i have any criticism at all with it it's that i think the Wakanda technology is a little too just like I'm like so what? It's like, it gets to a point how, how does like, this work? <laughs> it gets, yeah, it gets to a point where I'm like, this isn't technology. This is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is magic. <laughs> it's like uh, black it's, Jesus. Yeah, no, it's like uh, it's Marvel. It's the Marvel universe's equivalent of flex tape. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's just, it fixes everything. Like, and it gets to a point where like medicine and stuff. Like, how do you get that from metal? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I didn't really care that much. Also, Shuri. 
Yeah, Rev had a yeah. Sister. She was she's she's hilarious. She was really funny and endearing without being annoying. Yeah. yeah. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little dated, but oh well. Um, it was dated when the movie came out. I, yeah. I think so. That's that's MCU. Yeah. Uh, we broke down. We didn't, we didn't talk about Ant Man and the Wasp, but like we've all talked about it at some point. Yeah, so yeah I don't think we fine. need to talk yeah. about it. I didn't like it very much. <laughs> uh, I thought it was better than Ant Man. Yeah. But I didn't. I, it's I not say saying was, a whole lot. Yeah, it's not saying a whole lot. Um, I think really quick we should run through the non uh mcu ones deadpool deadpool 2 uh mm-hmm. logan yep um i love all three of those films same uh, yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm lukewarm i haven't seen deadpool 2 but i'm look i'm lukewarm on both both the others yeah i know <laughs> you're not a big fan of logan but... i mean i it's not that i don't think it's uh, a bad movie i think it's actually a pretty incredible movie but it's just not a movie for you yeah i guess yeah. i felt like it should be but it wasn't. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I felt like, and it was one of the most emotional experiences I've had in a movie yeah. in a long I think time. Part, part of it for me, though, was I was so attached to both Xavier, uh, at Patrick Stewart's Xavier and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. It was hard to watch them suffer throughout the entire thing. That's totally reasonable. It's, it's totally reasonable. Um, I think when you finally get around to seeing Deadpool 2, you're probably going to th- feel the same way that you did from the yeah. first one. It's a little funnier in some points. It's considerably but, more violent. Yeah. That's good. Cause but, I, I don't, my, my biggest complaint with Deadpool 1 was just like, that's it? Yeah, like, that's fair. I feel like you, it's Deadpool. You should go further than that. <laughs> yeah, but they do. They do in the sequel. Okay. Um. And um, then we, we get Once like Upon a Net- Deadpool soon. Yeah, there's also the Netflix shows that we kind of talked about on the last one. Yeah, okay. yeah, the been pretty hit or miss. We don't really need to get too far into uh, that one, but and um, like uh, just to think that Amazing like, Spider, <laughs> Amazing Spider Man, yeah. um, failed franchise. Yeah, um, I remember back in 2009, I watched um, a video of the top 10 uh, superhero movies of that decade. And uh, the guy was saying like that had really been the decade for superheroes, and then a year later, it's like it just got bigger and bigger, and like. Yeah. It's it's, and it still continues to do so. I, I do think eventually we're going to kind of get some Marvel fatigue. We keep Here's the thing. We keep talking about fatigue and, like, how it's coming. And each past – we were like, oh, this year it's going to – but, no, it just hasn't come yet. I don't, I don't think I, it's going to happen anytime no, soon. I, 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 just, I genuinely think Marvel's being very smart because, like, the tone and, like, the general, like, uh, like mood of their movies keeps shifting. Right and maturing and, yeah. and getting in yeah I, like okay. like you you have a, a large like the super it's I think kind of uh, inconsiderate to define superhero movies as a genre because like Winter Soldiers an espionage espionage thriller Infinity War is a war movie right and then you got like Ant Man's a comedy Guardians right. of the Galaxy is like a space opera Su- superhero is like is, well, it's the same it's more thing like as space balls but superhero is the same thing as it's like with animation it's a medium yeah. it's a way to tell a story yeah like, like what brad bird always likes to push yeah exactly mm-hmm. um like because i think the, the biggest thing that um they need to do if we they want to keep doing this is continue to do the genre bending mm-hmm. yeah like logan was essentially a western that just yeah. happened to have yeah, a literally, wolverine literally in it was a western uh, totally. the dark knights uh it's not a marvel film but it's like a crime epic it's a noir yeah um, and uh then there's uh, like a lot of the Marvel films do that, like how you're like how Winter Soldier is an espionage film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Civil War is kind of an action movie slash political drama. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a political like war thriller sort of deal. I, th- I think when I more so what I was saying with like Marvel fatigue, it's that I will personally probably suffer from it at some mm. point. I, I people are going to see those movies. Oh yeah, they're gonna make money, and they're gonna continue to make money until they stop making money. Yeah, the first time one bombs, though, that's gonna be quite the show. It's oh, amazing totally. to think that Star Wars has had a box office bomb, but Marvel hasn't yet. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> it's wild. That 
is so peculiar peculiar to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this has been our. Uh, extended conversation about marvel uh stan lee and the impact of the marvel films uh and you know our, our opinion on, on every single marvel film in our, our retrospective um i think for this one we should all say excelsior for, for stan lee okay i'm gonna count us down ready excelsior goodbye and thank you for listening to the thundercast my name is christian my name is lucas i'm liam and rest in peace stan lee